grace and mercy and salvation and it's almost like um almost like foundational fundamentals of our, our christian faith today i felt god wanted me to speak about basically just moving knowledge from your head to your heart in other words like make making knowledge your belief like like it's so easy in this day and age of so much so much available knowledge to have it all up here in your head but not actually bring it down to your heart and like stand firm on it and make it the truth that you stand on and the things that you don't waver um on in your walk with god in your walk with like in your um pursuit of life and all that you're trying to achieve and you know we've all got these amazing plans thank you babe um we've got these amazing plans and visions for our own lives um i wanted to open with proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 it says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths and so like as we, as i read that i'm sure a lot of you go like yes that's what i want i want to trust in god with all my things with all my plans and stuff and he will like make them right he will make them happen he will sort that sort out the the issues the pitfalls and everything and he will bless my path he'll bless what i'm doing the difficulty is like um what we're not saying here is what the scripture is not actually saying is lord please bless my plans what the scripture is saying is in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths so it's like we we don't we don't say god i've got this plan please bless it it's a difference of god what is your plan i want to do that and knowing that that plan will be blessed because it is god's will for your life um we see that in in the first verse where it says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and that the 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 problem with that is obviously it's like we go yes we want to trust in god with all of our plans but naturally in our world we are naturally skeptics we naturally are not trusting and for whatever reason whether that's just you know the lies of the enemy or whether it's broken trust that you've experienced from you know people that you've encountered broken pr- trust from your bosses or your parents or your spouse or in your best friends you know and then they break your trust and now it's like okay who can I trust now god is the one that we can always trust um the 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 difficulty is in the world in the world the ways we always go like yes we need the proof like i want proof and then i'll i'll do that you know no matter what it is whether it's you know in your work situation in your finances you know i want to invest in this let me look at the proof the record whatever or maybe it's like okay i want to send my kids to the school you go and ask people ar- around about it like you know how's the school and sometimes that's a good thing sometimes god says god's called us into community to do exactly that and and you know seek the advice of those around us but when it comes to like the scriptures and god guiding you it's like that's what god is calling you to when god is speaking to you and saying do this or do that it's like that's when the the like sort of the rubber hits the road when you go this is the normal worldly way but god is calling me to this and now there's that tension that we have to sort of manage but in our relationship god always asks us to trust him 
he always asks us to exercise some measure of faith. In Hebrews it says, we cannot please God without faith. So no, no matter how, um, how sure we are of what we're doing, we're always going to have to exercise a level of faith when we're walking with God. So that, that means then it's like despite not having um, proof, we need to trust God. And that's where the tension lies. Hebrews, um, Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith, because this is the essence of it, trusting God is, is exercising our faith. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not yet seen. So that, like when we read that, we go like, yes, sure, we want to do that. But it's like in those daily decisions, in, the, in your walk in life, it's like, are we sure of those things that we hope for? Because so often it's like, it's almost like that same thing of like your head and your heart. Like there's things that I hope for and then there's things that I have faith for and trust in and believe in. Um, <clears throat> it's like, um, for me, there's one aspect where I went like, okay, I don't know how to, you know, hear God's voice. So I'm going to just start trusting him when I feel like this is God. And then quick enough you realize, okay, that was God, that wasn't God. And as you test it over and over again, you start getting familiar, like God's voice starts becoming more familiar and you start realizing, okay, that's God, that's not God. Um, but it's, it's a journey of faith. It's a journey of like just taking the time and going, okay, I don't know, I'm not sure, but I'm going to trust this anyway, step out in faith. Um, and that's what God calls us to do. It's, it's always going to be a thing of testing your faith or, or exercising your faith. In Jeremiah 17, um, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out roots by the stream and does not fear the heat when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. That opening line is the essence of it. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. So often we go, yeah, we trust the Lord. We know that the Lord can do that. But we know that God can do that for somebody else. It's like, do we trust in it for ourselves, whose trust is in the Lord? It's not just I trust in the Lord, it's your trust is in the Lord. Like, I'm believing God, I believe that God can heal somebody, and I believe that God can heal somebody, heal me. And it's like standing firm on that. Um, even what Warren was saying when he opened a little bit there, he said, I prayed for his headache, and it went away this morning. And I used to never do that. I used to always just go, oh, you've got a headache or a migraine or whatever. Oh, do you want a panado? Do you want a, something to take it away, help the pain, have a grandpa, whatever? <laughs> um, but uh, I, saw, I, I heard a pastor speak about how he prayed for somebody and it went away. And I went, dang, man, that's just, it's an option. It's like, let's try that. And I started doing that. And it was like, also in doing that, I was like, I'm not going to just pray with like, hmm, like, just with hope, and just go like, mm, let me try. I'm going to go like, I know God can do this. I'm going to pray, 
trusting that God can do this. And I started praying for people's headaches. And all of a sudden, like time after time after time after time, people just said, oh, my headache's gone. And usually it was like such a shock as well. They're like, I'd ask them 30 seconds later, is it right? And they're like, actually, it is right. And I'd go like, oh, that's amazing. Inside, I'm like, mm. And they're like, oh, cool, cool, okay. <laughs> awesome, move on. And it's like, slowly but surely, you, like, you build your trust because now I, I see God's faithfulness in this. But it took that initial stepping out and going, okay, I'm going to just believe this despite never actually seen it happen before or despite going like, you know, only God can do this. Like, this is not me. It's not my ability. It's God. It's only God who loves me and loves him and wants to use us to help others. That's, that's his method. Like, God can do it by himself, but he chooses to use us because he wants us to be in relationship with him. He wants us to be partnering with him. And so we just go, okay, cool. Well, if that's what God wants, let's partner with God. And slowly but surely, we take trust and, and do that. And yes, there's this aspect of, oh, what happens if it doesn't work? What then? So what? You prayed for them. You expressed a, a, a notion of love towards them. Like, oh, I see you hurting. I want to help if I can. If this helps, awesome. Um, if it doesn't, at least the person knows that you care enough to pray for them. So it's like, you know, it's a win-win almost. But it's just stepping over that fear of failure and stepping over that fear of like, shame of like, oh, if this doesn't work, then what? Or if I stand up to give a prophetic word and it falls flat or nobody comes up, so what? It's like we're all on a journey with God, figuring it out, learning his voice. We all have grace and mercy. And, and what I've realized in my walk, it's like more and more, it's like people aren't going to be like, oh, my word, you suck. It's like, okay, cool, thanks. I'll take that. I'll think about it, whatever, and move on and, you know, so be it. If you missed it, you missed it. We have grace for that as well. We know that we're not perfect. Like, I don't know why we feel like, you know, in the world we know, you know, we're going to make mistakes even though we try hard not to. But in church, it's like, oh, if I make one mistake, then I'm going to get crucified. No, it's like we have grace for each other here as well. So, getting back to that scripture, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. Because... He is like a tree planted by water. He's planted by the water. He's not like wavering. It's like you planted firm by that water. So what is that water? That water is like the scriptures. You planted firm in your scriptures. You planted firm in prayer, in your relationship with God, in those truths that we read about in the scriptures and go, okay, I'm going to stand firm on that. And then God says, when you stand firm on that, your roots will go deep into that water. They'll, they will chase that water. They will chase that living water. And then what will come out of that is that we won't fear the heat because we will know that our leaves remain green. We will know that even though there's heat outside, we've got the living water in our roots. So we don't have to worry um, whatever tough stuff is coming. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease because it does not cease to bear fruit. So it says, even though there is drought out there, even though we are experiencing tough times and, you know, the world is falling apart or whatever, it's like even then we know we can stand firm, planted in God, knowing that we will be fruitful, not because of our skill, not because of um, 
our situation outside, but because of God. And when we start to put that into practice, we, we will then start to see the fruit and go, oh, it is actually true. Um, God is true to his word because he always is. God is not a, a God who's trying to like trick us and go, hey, test your faith. Ah, sorry, sorry, uh, I didn't do that. Um, God, that, that's the tough part, I think. It's like learning to trust God unconditionally, like with our, ourselves, even despite our hurts and our, our previous hurts. I heard about a father who, who told their kid, like, you know, like jump off of a, a platform or a step and he catches you and it's fun or whatever. And this kid told, oh, this dad told the kid, okay, jump to me. And the, the kid jumped and he just let him fall. Poof, he stood to the side. And he's like, you see, you can't trust anybody. And I'm like, it's so intense. And I'm like, that kid will not trust anybody now. But it didn't need to be like that. The kids should be able to learn that they can trust anybody. And that especially you can trust God. Of all people, you can trust God. And it's like, if you have broken trust like that, if you have some hurt in your, in your past, I encourage you to flesh it out with God. Work through it so that you can be healed of that um, broken trust because God wants to show himself faithful in your life. And sometimes stuff that we go through on earth stops us from trusting our, earth, our heavenly father, especially if it's like stuff that our earthly father has hurt us in. Then sometimes we overlay that on God and go, my earthly father, couldn't, I couldn't trust with this. I surely can't trust my heavenly father who I can't see. And it's like, no, actually, your Heavenly Father is the most trustworthy person you will know. So, how do we build that trust then? It's kind of like, you just got to do it. You just got to step out and, and trust God. Um, you know, there's, I've mentioned before, just like, so I'll just mention it again brief, briefly. Um, when I started like really engaging in my walk with God, because I, I grew up in, in Sunday school and church my whole life, but only like in my early 20s did I really, really like start like having a relationship with God. And at that time I was like, okay, I'm going to be faithful to God in my finances for one thing. Um, and so I would just like tithe every, every month faithfully, no matter what, even if I was struggling. Or not, I would just tithe, like as my first act. And years and years later, it was like I never, I never ever like got rich or anything like that. You know, it wasn't like God, I'm paying this so that I can win the heavenly lotto. It doesn't work like that. God shows He's faithful to your needs, not to your worldly ones. And it was only years later that I looked back and I went like. Jeepers, if I look at all these, because something happened, I think I had a car accident, and I needed like a lump sum of finance to sort out the issue, the, the accident. And I was like, oh, by chance I've like saved up and I've got almost the exact amount that I needed. And then I looked back at my life and I went, okay, but there was that time that I also needed a lump sum and that time that I needed a lump sum. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, I went through my history and I was like, every time that I've needed like more than like an extraordinary out of the normal more, I had it. And sometimes I saved and sometimes people gave um, finance to me. Sometimes people like just blessed me and said like, I feel I must give you some finance. 
and it's like it came in so many different ways but overall i just on the bigger picture i just went damn god has actually been so faithful through my life just with my finances and so now it's like because i see that because i see god's faithfulness i can have a much more like a stronger robust faith for my future knowing because now i know that my finances are okay like i might not become rich but i'll be fine for what i need and that gives you so much peace and settles your heart in that because if you look at the worldly ways it's like doesn't matter how much money you've got there's like this underlying panic that i'm not going to have enough and so it's like more 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 grab 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 you know and you know to the extreme measures where it's like okay i've got to step on other people to get to what i need and so it's like it's different in the kingdom of god we've got to trust god with our finances in different ways to the world the worldly way is buying and selling making a profit the godly way is sowing and reaping and it's different and tithing and trusting god and trusting god and trusting god and continuing to trust god because <clears throat> the only way that we're really going to grow the depth of faith that we have is when we start trusting God and seeing that, that fruitfulness. The, the difficult part is like most of the time we only really have that depth of faith when we have tried it and tested it. Like I can, if you've never tasted honey before, I can tell you honey is sweet, it's delicious. And you can believe me, but it's different when you've tasted it and you, you know it. It's like the difference between knowing and knowing. It's like now you know. When you've tasted honey, you know for sure. It's like you have an unwavering belief that honey is sweet. Whereas before, it was more like, I believe you. Like there's this outside chance that you're wrong, but I believe you. Especially if it's somebody that you trust. Then you go, okay, I trust this person's judgment. I know. But now, that's the same with God. Like so often, God calls us to faith. He calls us to, to go even though you don't know what that honey tastes like, just trust me. Just press into that. Just, just believe. Um, but the problem is sometimes it doesn't work out like we think it's going to work out. Um, a small sort of in, insignificant but profound testimony that I had was like um, when, uh, in my early 20s when I was like figuring God out, there was a day when I was like going to sleep and I was lying in bed and there was like, it felt like like 20 mosquitoes in my room. And I was just like, I cannot, I cannot. You know, you stand up, you smash 10 of them, and then you're like, you still hear this, and you just cannot sleep. And eventually I just felt God saying, just trust me. Like, don't worry. And I lay there, and it was like one of these hot summer nights, so it's like you can't be under the blanket even, the duvet or the sheet or whatever. So it's like, okay, I'm going to choose to trust God. So I lay there without... Um, a blanket on, and you hear the mosquitoes right here in your ear, but not one bit me the whole night. And I was like, God is amazing. It's like faithful in these small, like what would seem super insignificant, but it built my faith. And then the next day, I heard mosquitoes again. And I was like, I hadn't actually gone to bed yet. I think I was busy reading or something. I was sitting on my bed. And I was like, okay, cool, same thing. I'm going to just trust God. And God was like, and, and one landed on me, and I was like, God, what's happening? You're, you're failing. This thing landed on me. I'm watching it sit on me. And God's like, trust me. And he reminded me of, of that scripture where it says, um, when Jesus gives the Great Commission, and he says, 
um, I think it says snakes will bite you, but um, the poison basically won't affect you. I'm getting, I'm hacking the scripture, but basically it's saying like, um, even if snakes bite you, you'll be fine. Like the, the poison won't affect you. That, that scripture just popped in my head at the time. And I went like, okay, fine. We're going to trust God. And I saw the thing bit me, like whatever, sucked blood from me. And I was like, okay, God, this is happening, whatever. And I let it happen. And it flew away and it wasn't itchy. And it like didn't like have a welt or anything. And I went, dang, even when it doesn't look like what we think, expecting, like this thing bit me, God, is not supposed to bite me. Hi, ah, Levi. You want to preach as well? Say <laughs> um, Even when it didn't look like what I expected it to look like, there was this aspect of growing in trust in God. And it's like now I know two ways to trust God. But the key was always just listening to God and, and trusting His scriptures and trusting His word. And, and that's where I go like it's so key in our walk with God to start getting to know the voice of the Holy Spirit in you. Because God is speaking to us all the time. God knows how to speak to us. He created you. He made you. He knows how you listen. How you hear. God, God is going to speak to you. And I know it's like God is speaking to us in our thoughts, usually. Sometimes it's a feeling. Sometimes it's just like a knowing. God speaks to each one of us differently. And it's like just being aware of that or trying to be aware of that and go, hmm, that's not really my own thought. I wouldn't normally like have the courage to do that or feel like I want to pray for this person or whatever the, the case might be. So yeah, it's just like it's growing that trust over time. And yes, I, I know that some of the times it's like we're going into big decisions or whatever and God says, okay, there's my word and there's my truth and stuff. But I also give you the counsel of believers, you know, your godly brothers and sisters, yeah, to give you advice and wisdom and, and you know, find those people in your life that you trust with godly wisdom, not just worldly wisdom, because there's a lot of people out there that are very wise in the ways of the world, and, and it works, but it's not necessarily going to be the fruit for you, and it's not necessarily going to be God's plan for your life. So it's like, Seek the guidance of those people that know you and love you and care for you. And um, no, God, God calls us to do that. Um, Proverbs 19 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And so it's like, I want to encourage us, even though we're not sure of what we are doing, it's like we've got plans in our heart. If we are going to submit these to God, God will guide our steps. That's his promise. He says, you know, just, it's almost like he's saying, just try follow me. Try trust me. And he will guide, my, guide your steps. And he will lead you um, on your path of righteousness. So at the end of the day, it's like the more we trust God, the more we exercise our faith, the more opportunity we give God or give ourselves to see God's faithfulness. And that's where we start really growing our faith and trusting God. So I want to encourage you to like just look at your, your life and go, hmm, where is it that God is speaking to me? How is he speaking to me? 
because God is a God of relationship. And it's like he died, he sent Jesus to the cross to restore our relationship with him so that he can have a relationship with us. He wants to speak to you. And I know sometimes it's tough because we go, God never speaks to me. He doesn't want to speak to me. And I go like, I hear that. I felt like that before. But I want to encourage you. I believe God wants to speak to us. And sometimes I think God speaks to us in our thoughts so much we don't actually realize it's God. We think it's us. But it's just like thinking about what you're thinking about sometimes helps to go, oh, that's, that seems like a God guidance. Um, so to end, Pierre, <laughs> so time to shine. I, I just want to get, like, Pierre came with this uh, thing he wanted to share, and I was like, it fits so perfectly into our message um, today, and then we'll do communion after. Actually, read it from here. <laughs> That's fine. I'll pick it up. Yeah. Um, thank you, Barry. I also just wanted to say uh, it's 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 very strange. Barry didn't know anything about this, so it's um, it's very nice that it all like fits together. Um, still doesn't get easier. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share something today, um, and it's very—it's the biggest thing that has ever happened in my life. So, if I do get emotional, I do apologize in front or before time. Um, I'm going to start off by just reading something short, and then I'm going to give you more more detail, and maybe you'll then understand. Okay, so in Psalm 138, verse 3, it's a psalm of David. It says, In the day when I cried out, you answered me, and made me bold with strength in my soul. So, what happened is, um, on Wednesday, 17th January, and I've now today found out that that day is actually a very special day for more than one person in, in this church. <sighs> A friend of mine spoke to me the morning and he told me that things aren't going too, too well with him. Like it was just like a normal conversation and he just told me that, I, I obviously asked him, how, how are you doing? And he just said to me, not good. So he told me that his dad was diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, he actually went into, or on that Monday he was actually operated and the doctors weren't too optimistic about the outcome. So they were all preparing to um, that or they were all, all preparing that his dad was going to have to get chemotherapy. And so after we spoke I just prayed. Um, I came to, to prayer that evening and I was contemplating the whole day whether I was going to ask for our group to, to also pray for him but I didn't. Then the following morning I thought to myself maybe I must ask Anne and Stephen because they are my spiritual 
parents in this church. Maybe they, maybe they must, must pray for, for him. I didn't ask them. So I just kept on praying every day, multiple times during the day. And um, so the part that I read now is now coming up. So the last time I prayed for the situation, um, I became very, very bold. And um, I told God that you have to, you have to heal him. Um, this is not general knowledge. I lost my dad due to illness when I was still in my, in my 20s. Like I said, also due to illness. Um, and I just kept on saying to God, God, you have to save him. You can't let another young man lose his father. And afterwards I felt scared because I thought to myself, you can't tell God what he must do. <laughs> um, but I told Barry now this morning that when I was actually praying this to God, I knew inside of me that he was going to do something amazing. So on Thursday, um, my friend played the first action group for in like, I think, two, two or maybe even three seasons. And the first thing I asked him was, how's your dad doing? And he told me that his dad is coming out on the Friday and that he's completely healed. Um, <laughs> so that's just amazing I, 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 I was speechless I, I couldn't say anything I told Alani she also didn't know, know anything about it I told her on Thursday after my game of what happened so I just feel that we sometimes need to be more bold with our, with our faith. Like Barry said this morning as well, you say things and you pray things and you think to yourself, we know God can fix everything. We, we really, really know that. But I'm also one of them that sometimes I just have this feeling in the back of my mind that, you know what, maybe this is not his plan, so he might do it or he, or he might not do it. And like I said, when, when I was telling God... <laughs> sounds weird. When I was telling him that he needed to do that, I just knew inside of me that this, this time is not going to be one of those, he might do it, he might not do it. So, yeah, I just felt that God is telling, is telling me especially that I sometimes need to be more bold in what I say and what I ask for and, and so on. Um, okay, so the second part. Um, I need to get better glasses. <laughs> okay, so the second, uh, the, the part that I want to finish off with, um, this is where um, the Red Sea crossing. So, this is, this is basically a song that they sang after the whole event happened. We all know what, what happened there. So, um, Exodus 15 verse... Three says, The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. So I just want to finish over that because none of what happened was anything 
that was done by me. And like you can see again, it's the same that, that, that Barry now said this morning. None of it happened because of me. Um, I was just part of the whole experience. And I just, yeah, maybe call, call it the vessel or whatever. I don't really know what the word is. But yeah, I just, I just felt like I really wanted to, to share this with you guys. Um, yeah, and challenge you to just be more bold in, in your faith. Um, and maybe also don't feel so bad afterwards. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was really feeling very, very strange about it. Um, okay, just quick, can I pray? Okay. Dear God, thank you so much for what you have done for, for my friend. Um, I, I told Stephen this, uh, this morning as well, I, I still have the, um, a feeling today that you are going to do something else as well um, with, with their, their family, Lord. Um, I just want to say thank you, Lord, for just showing me um, that how, how unbelievably powerful you are. Um, and maybe this can be that example that you know, other people also might need. Because I know we all, we always know everything, but if you can see it physically or it physically happens to you, then you just, it's just so much easier the next time, Lord God. Thank you for everything that you always do for us. Thank you for always being there for us. Thank you for all that you've done in my life for the last few years. Thank you for all of the people that you've put in my life, Lord. Without them, none of this would, would, be, would be possible. Thank you, Lord, for... The most wonderful wife, Lord. She just always supports me. And thank you, Lord. Thanks, Pierre. So I also just want to encourage you guys to never doubt. Like when you feel like God is telling you to share something like Pierre, I think it's something that would have been easy to maybe like keep to himself. And even when he shared it with us this morning when we were setting up, um, he mentioned the date, the 17th of January. Um, and he said afterwards that like he at first wasn't even going to say the date because he was like, how is it relevant? And I shared with him um, that the 17th of January um, was my fiance that passed away. It was his birthday on the 17th of January. And when, after he had um, his accident, and I was in the hospital, and they said, you know, like, it doesn't look good, um, I did exactly what Pierre did. I had heard a sermon, like, a few weeks before about um, when King Hezekiah was, um, like, really sick and he was going to die. And the prophet Isaiah came and told him that. And he wept, and he said to God, you know, look at my life. I've been faithful to you. And God heard him and added 15 years to his life. He said, I'll give you 15 years. And I demanded of God that he heal my fiance. I was like, you will give him 15 more years. He has been faithful to you. You will. And he didn't. And it's been a really long journey for me of learning to trust God again, to go, he didn't, but he can. And it would have been so easy for Pierre not to mention the dates, not to share the story even, and I said to him, I'm like, he doesn't even realize the depth of restoration that that has brought for me years later, 
that's still something that I struggle with. I still struggle with, but God, you didn't, but you could have. And to see a story of like, God, you could have, and you did. It's just those little things. And that's why I'm like, it's so important for us to share our testimonies with each other and to share what God has done in our lives, even if it doesn't seem that significant to you. Even if it's something small, and this isn't, this is something big, but even those small things, because you don't know how God is going to use that to heal or encourage or restore something in somebody else who hears you, just having the boldness to just share it. Thanks, Pia. Must I pray? (laughs) Okay, we're going to take communion now, so I'm just going to pray for us. Father, thank you. Thank you that you are a God who knows us so well, Lord. Thank you that you know every single detail, those special dates that no one else knows, those, those words that are precious to us, those hurts and insecurities and memories and promises you've given us, Lord. Thank you that you know every single one of them, Lord. And Father, thank you that you love us enough that you were willing to send your son, your only son, to die so that you could have that relationship with us, Lord. And I pray that we would never take that sacrifice for granted, that we would never lose the weight of that precious, precious gift, that that we are able to have that level of relationship with you, that we are able to have that boldness to approach your throne and say, God, I need you to do this. And Father, I pray that that we would just, just understand the significance of that, of the blessing that we have, that we are able to just come before you and just take part in that remembrance of what you've done for us and the incredible relationship that that enables us to have with the king of the universe. Lord God Almighty, we just pray that you would come and fill us with courage and boldness to trust you. And Lord, that you would just cement those truths in our hearts. Lord, that you would move that head knowledge to heart knowledge. That you would just strengthen our faith always in the big decisions and the small decisions. Just to follow you day by day faithfully as you faithfully chase after us and pursue us and love us and guide us. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Amen.